know me well, you might wonder, what in the world? Okay, the last time I ate a donut was in nine, oh no, 2000, probably 2010. That's the last time I ate a donut, okay? But truth be told, back when I was a teenager, we'd go to the dentist. My oldest sister had her license, so mom and dad sent us off with our oldest sister. So what do you do after you go to the dentist? Well before the Novocaine ever wears off, you go down to the bakery and you have a donut. Well, that's what we did. Yeah, that's what we did. Um, for those of you that don't know, my mom and dad are in the room, okay? Um, but, and, and so in that, but as I grew up, and I, I, I'll be honest and transparent here, I dealt with some, some food issues, some just really watched what I ate, and it got unhealthy. But donuts was on the never-in-a-million-years list. Just, no, not going to do it. And a filled donut on top of it? No way. But there's a reason today. So... Um, again, this, this, this morning's going to be a little different than what our normal mornings would be. Um, but again, I'm just hoping that at the end of the morning, you'll take something away now. Yeah. Just be patient. Just be patient. I will have your ever divided attention right here this morning. This is awesome. (laughs) We are wrapping up our summer series. There's a purpose for the donut. I'm going to get there in just a teeny bit. And this whole summer series has been about joy. And and this morning, I'll be honest, with all the glitches that we had along the way, it was hard to experience joy. But I had to remember all these weeks of teaching about joy. And, and, and as we journeyed through the book of Philippians we learned this was probably the most important thing that we could have taken away from, I don't even remember how many weeks, is that our joy source, the source of our joy is Christ. It's not dependent on our circumstances. It's not dependent on whether the words are up on the screen for worship when they were this morning earlier and all of a sudden, poof, gone. That that can't be my source of joy, or I'd be compromised every single week, truth be told. Same thing in your lives, too. The things that that happen, we can't allow that to detract from the actual true joy. Now, I'm not talking happiness. I'm talking the true joy that is only found in Christ. And so as we've journeyed through these weeks, we've had a lot of different topics. We, we discovered because of Christ and what he has done for us, we can have joy in generosity. We can have joy in service. We can have joy in running the race of faith. We can have joy in right thinking, in laboring together. We can have ever-increasing love because of joy. We can have our confidence redirected, again, because of joy. We can have true contentment because of joy. And we can also have joy in times of suffering as well, because, again, our source is Christ, and he doesn't change. And so our joy remains, 
no matter what's going on in our lives. Well, as we we saw this this past Labor Day weekend, we not that Labor Day weekend was yeah last weekend, but you know what I'm saying. Um, during Labor Day weekend, we saw that most families or a lot of people do this last hurrah for the summer. And so on that Sunday, our visitors almost exceeded our regular attenders because our regular attenders were off celebrating the end of summer somewhere and the regular or then the visitors were doing the same, only they were here celebrating. And so you see this last hurrah and well, summer ended when? Yesterday. And so we're going to have this last hurrah as we finish off our summer series. And and we're going to be in the fourth chapter of Philippians this morning. And maybe Pat can can find those first uh, four verses for me. He'll have to flip through a few. Um, But Philippians chapter 4, verse 15. Paul here is, is expressing his gratitude for the church in Philippi who had sent him this gift. And if you'll remember, it's quite frequently through his letter, he's saying thank you in some fashion. And so in this, he again is expressing his thanksgiving for their offering that Epaphroditus had brought to him. Now, the Jews would not have necessarily, or excuse me, the the church in Philippi would not have have necessarily uh, participated in in what the Jews would have done for for sacrifices and stuff like that, but they would have certainly been aware of it. And some of the Jewish um, sacrifices um, were for like Thanksgiving or fellowship and was done because of a heart of gratitude. It wasn't a requirement. It wasn't a required sacrifice. They did it out of a heart of gratitude. And if you'll look back in, in Leviticus, even the burnt offerings that they would do for some of these were considered a fragrant offering. Now, I'm sorry, I grew up on the farm, and one of the things that I always avoided was butchering day. I would make sure that I was at the sawmill resawing that day because I was not going to get involved with butchering chickens or anything like that. Now, if you look at Levitical law, the priests had to take what was offered and sprinkle the blood on the altar. Anne, are you glad we don't do that here? <laughs> you know, but, but that's what they did. And, and you think burning. Now, now, when you're cooking meat, okay, that's fine. But when you're cooking innards and organs... At some point, when they're a burnt offering, that can't smell very good. But yet God said it was a fragrant offering. And and so if you want to read more on that, in Leviticus chapter 3 through 7, there's quite a bit of the, the procedures and, and how they would go through that. But the reason God said it was a pleasing aroma or a fragrant offering is because in the because of the heart in which it was offered. And so as Paul is thanking the church in Philippi for their gift, he uses some of that same language. But he's not so much primarily concerned about the gift as such, but rather the development of the heart within the church in Philippi because of their generosity and their 
they're seeing that, that they are a part of Christ's work through Paul. So let's read uh, Philippians 4.15. If you want to pull it up on your phone, if you've got your Bibles, great, because, you know, and, and I'll just take a minute. The reason we have words and scriptures up on the screen is we want this to be a church that welcomes people in, that if they've never opened scripture before, they've got it available to them. If they've never heard the song sung before, they have it available to them. And so, sure, we can do church without all the technology, but there's a reason for that. And that'll make a little more sense moving forward. All right. So Philippians chapter 4, verse 15, Paul writes to the church in Philippi. He says, as you know, you Philippians were the only ones who gave me financial help when I first brought you the good news and then traveled on from Macedonia. No other church did this. Even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent help more than once. I don't say this because I want a gift from you. Rather, I want you to receive a reward for your kindness. At the moment, I have all I need and more. I am generously supplied with the gifts you sent me with Epaphroditus. They are a sweet-smelling sacrifice that is acceptable and pleasing to God. You see, the church in Philippi was all about missions. All about missions. And I believe it was because of the heart of gratitude that they had. I had a wise man refer a book to me once. It's a, it, the title is Picture This, Nine Ways to Look at Missions. Nine Ways to Look at Mission. And one of the ways that the author views mission, I'll get to the page here, is the jelly donut. So, I always think it's helpful from time to time when I'm either learning something new or looking at it from a different viewpoint is to not only audibly hear it, but to actually experience it. And so we're going to take a few moments and we're going to invite you to come forward and get your own jelly donut so that you can not only hear what this this author, which I, is, is certainly makes sense as we go on, I'll kind of explain it a little bit, but you'll also get to experience what it is that I'm explaining. So we're breaking all the house rules today and we're eating in the sanctuary. So as you come forward, you can help yourself to a jelly-filled donut and you can also grab yourself a cup of coffee if you'd like. All right, so we're going to take just five minutes and we're going to do this. And while you enjoy that, then I'll explain the rest of the jelly donut mission concept. All right, and don't be shy, okay?